What's up, everybody? This is TJ Reed, and you are listening to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. We are on a mission to help you develop consistency, a thriving career, and to find company for the journey as a leader. Join us and leaders from over 300 cities around the world as we now dive into Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and I am excited that 12 hours away ahead in time zone, uh, my friend Cynthia Jai has joined me tonight uh, from Singapore. How are you, Cynthia? Hi, TJ. I am doing very well. Thank you. How, How are you all doing right now there in Singapore with all the things going on in the world? (laughs) <laughs> so we are doing our best to stay home and okay. uh, yeah, learning and teaching for me. Yeah, understandable. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you are uh, a powerful voice and executive coach. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of what got you to that point? Sure. So what I do is to help people develop their physical powerful voice. And so that they can be heard in meetings and they can be seen as the expert whenever they are speaking. Hmm. And uh, many of my clients, they are either senior executives or they are people who need to speak in meetings but realize that when they speak, they don't make an impact. Or sometimes when they speak, they are not being heard well. And this is uh, the group of people that I help with. Hmm. And what got me here was because I was not heard when I started my career um, over a decade ago, 15 years ago. And uh, so I wasn't heard and I went on a journey to develop my own powerful voice. That's where I realized that, wow, the voice is not only helping me with the physical powerful voice, but also I felt more powerful. And when I wanted to start my own business, this was the area that I wanted to help people with. Hmm. That's really interesting. What, yeah. why, do you, why do you think that people kind of end up there? Is it usually like the way that they're raised or like their kind of personality disposition? Like what have you discovered in coaching people? Okay. Yeah. So there are two things. One is that their voice pop, uh, is not properly projected. So their voice might be soft, their voice might be high-pitched, their voice might be so-called lacks the bass. Uh, So that's one thing that makes them not well heard. And the other thing is um, the mindset is also how we were raised. So I always tell my clients and share with my clients that, for example, for me, when I was growing up, one of my challenges was to be comfortable being visible. I was trying to be invisible. And when I was invisible, I felt so happy. I felt, I felt so comfortable. But when I came to the corporate world, I realized that staying invisible is not going to help my career. Right. And uh, so invisibility is one of the reasons that my clients, they were not speaking up either. Uh, so there are also other things like being afraid of uh, being judged. Hmm. Uh, so there are so many mindsets, so many uh, childhood issues. Yeah, it all kind of goes into that. Um, yeah. 
when, when you were sharing that, it reminded me when I was in 11th grade in high school, uh, I was very quiet. I was very happy to be invisible. Um, <laughs> I knew that I was smart, but I didn't really want to speak up. And I had a wonderful public speaking teacher that said, hey, you need to speak up. You have great things inside of you and the world needs to know them. So make sure that you speak up and tell the world. And I'll be forever grateful to Miss Petra for teaching me to do that. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. So um, when we say like, so the, the, the physical voice, um, what are some common voice problems that leaders have? Like what, from what you've shared so far? Mm, okay. So for example, one of the common problems for, interestingly, for both men and women, uh, it's the voice uh, is too soft. So when they are speaking in a meeting, they said something that others, they couldn't hear. And when they try to project their voice without proper projection, without guidance, uh, without training, they end up shouting, uh, which can come across as um, you're emotional or you're mm -hmm. angry. So that, that is actually uh, one of the common problems, uh, soft, and then when they want to project, they end up loud. Hmm. Or their voice pitch is too high, uh, or they sound too young. So many of my clients, they said, I am very experienced, but my voice sounded young. They thought that I just joined this company. <laughs> <laughs> so that's wow. another voice problem, yeah. That's interesting. Um, I know you work with people in the United States as well as there in Singapore, really around the world. Do you find that different cultures struggle with different aspects of the voice thing? Like, are they perceived differently in different cultures? Yes. So there, there is uh, some difference uh, in terms of the different cultures, different countries. So, for example, for my clients in the States, they will tell me that, uh, oh, I am speaking very fast. So the faster pace is a very common problem uh, in the States. Mm. And uh, some other countries would be, um, so we're not pointing some countries out, but just talking about the common problems that I have encountered in my clients. For example, for my clients who are uh, from Australia or New Zealand, they would have clarity issues. Mm. So they realize that uh, when they are speaking, people couldn't hear clearly what they're talking about. Because sometimes that uh, they will, because of their personality, they are very easygoing. So sometimes they tend to mumble a little bit. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what, do you have some like, maybe some quick, simple things that people can do to really start to develop their powerful voice? Sure. So there are a few things they can do. For example, since we're talking about the mumbling, if they realize that they are mumbling, what they can do is uh, they don't need to open their mouths on every word because when we talk about clarity, mumbling, some of my clients, they started to open their mouth in weird ways. And uh, <laughs> so I said, that's not how we speak. Uh, so all you need to do is when you start, you just need to... Uh, open your mouth on the keyword. For example, the word key. Uh, so just open a little bit more on the keyword. And uh, so that's one thing they can do if they have clarity issue. The other one is for most people, especially now when we are very stressed, when we are anxious, when we are fearful, 
when we are in panic, um, they forget to relax. So mm. when we are in those situations, the body is very tense. Sometimes uh, they don't even realize they are tense. Some of my clients, they will tell me, oh, before my presentation, I am not nervous. Uh, but when I speak, my voice starts to tremble. There is nervousness. It's just that they didn't realize it. And so what I would recommend them to do is before their presentation, before their important meeting, or now phone calls, they can just make a sign like this. <sighs> Mm. So when they make a sigh, they sigh out the tension and the voice is much more relaxed. Should, so should we have uh, all of vitamin lead take a sigh here together real quick? Do you <laughs> want to lead us in this? Sure. Yes. Okay. So okay, I ahead. would uh, invite everyone to take a breath in first and then we're going to breathe out with a sigh. <sighs> yes. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, so I was amazed other... when... Go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. That's the other simple thing that people can do. I was, I was amazed when I did a uh, guided meditation with somebody one time, they were like, remove your tongue from the top of, your, of the roof of your mouth and uh, uh, unclench your jaw. And I didn't realize how much I do that when I'm stressed or in a nervous or nerve wracking type of situation. Yes, that's right. Our physical body seems to hold that, that tension and that stress. Yes, because uh, you see, the nature of the voice is vibration. When we are having tension, the vibration will be affected right away. Hmm. Talk, talk more about that. <laughs> yeah. So the nature of the voice is vibration. And uh, one exercise our listeners can do is to uh, pinch their nose. Okay. And then when you, when you pinch your nose, you realize that my voice is changed. Oh, yeah. Be because now I am creating pressure. I'm creating tension in the muscle. So when there is muscle tension, you see the vibration will either stop or they will find another channel in our body to come up. And your voice is not the optimized one. Hmm. So, so that's why we need to constantly pay attention to the body tension and release the tension. Hmm. That's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so could you demonstrate an authoritative voice? Um, I, I know that it's not just being louder, right? Like you said, like if you, if you get too loud, you offend people as well. But like, what would it look like? Can you give us maybe a scenario where someone would use an authoritative voice and what that would be like? Sure. So an authoritative voice is something that we can develop. Um, we know that an authoritative voice, for most people, the perception is the voice is deeper. And uh, some of my clients, before they, came to, before they started working with me, they will say that in order to sound authoritative, I purposely lower my voice so I sound more authoritative. <laughs> so I said, how, how, how long did you last? <laughs> One gentleman, he said, uh, lasted about 10 to 15 minutes. I said, wow, that's very long. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the wrong way of projecting authority. Right. So projecting authority, um, one key thing is we need to develop the voice instead of letting the voice coming from the throat. Like a voice like this. So when you're speaking with this voice, it's not fully developed. And uh, it sounded young, sounded um, lack, of, uh, lack of ground. 
So we are developing a voice that's, that has more vibration in the body. So that's one thing we do to develop, I would say, a full voice, hmm. a voice that's productive with the full body. Is it coming from like the diaphragm, like they teach you when you're learning to sing, like it's kind of being pushed up uh, from the diaphragm? Yes. So diaphragm is one thing we, de we develop in breathing, the proper breathing. So once we have developed proper breathing, then we need to develop more resonance, more vibration in the body. So that's where it will help you to project a fuller voice. A fuller voice for most people, the pit will go a little bit deeper. And that's where you can develop the authoritative voice in a natural and organic way. So you don't need to pretend or purposely lower your voice. So that's uh, one key thing we need to develop a full voice. The other thing that people can do, our listeners can also do immediately, is uh, pay attention to how they end their sentence. So yesterday I was working with a client. She said, uh, they always think that I'm not the expert. And uh, I said, okay, how do you usually open the presentation and then she demonstrated i said oh, there are at least two sentences you said they ended sounded like a question when you're speaking like this then people don't think you are sure about what you're talking about mm. so this is something people can immediately do to sound more authoritative which is if it's a statement then you make it a statement not a question yeah, you want to you want to make it sound like a period at the end instead of the question mark, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I, I guess one one question I had as I began to think about our conversation was how does somebody get to an executive or senior executive level without having learned to develop this type of voice? Because when when I think of people that are executives or senior executives, I think of people that are confident that you know have a presence about them. Like, yes. what are you finding? Like, what? How do people get there but not have developed that powerful voice? Yes, that's a good question. Uh, many of my clients, they shared with me, they said, in my previous position, all I needed to do is just focus on my job and doing my job well. Mm. And uh, because of their work performance, they were promoted. Yeah. But not, not because of the way they were speaking. So that's why that the lack of training on their voice and then once they realize they reach a certain position, they needed to talk more. They needed to speak to more people and they needed to deal with people. And then they realized that was the area that was lacking in their development. Hmm. That seems to be a leadership problem across the board. I hear that so often as people were promoted because they could do good work, but not necessarily because they were a good leader. That's right. And then they realized that they needed to learn how to speak. Wow. So uh, somebody like you comes in. So you, you, you coach people's executives. You also wrote a book too. Is that correct? Uh, yes. So Could you talk I a little wrote, bit about that? Sure. So the book title is called uh, Influence Through Voice. And in that book, I break down all the steps to help people develop their leadership voice, their authoritative voice. And uh, so that's uh, the book. The book was out in 2015. So it's about five years. Oh, wow. People can find it. Uh, people can find it on Amazon. That's wonderful. Now, here's, here's, here's kind of a selfish question for me. Can you teach me how to develop a powerful, authoritative voice with my three-year-old daughter? Because that seems to be the place where I struggle the most with having a powerful voice. 
<laughs> yeah. So first, uh, what the other thing that I talked about with my clients is that when we want people to listen to us, we want to remember what Zig Ziglar said. <laughs> so he said, you can get everything you want if you just help enough people get what they want. Mm. So if we want people to listen to us first, we need to know what they want. <laughs> That's a really good yes. one. Yeah, we need to find out uh, what are their pains, what are their problems, and uh, then we, with our talent, we give them what they want. So to for the three-year-old, uh, we will need to find out <laughs> what will make them satisfied, and then with our capability, we will provide that. <laughs> That's good. That's good advice. She's she's very power oriented. I don't know where she got it from. I, that's me, but uh. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're we're learning how to help her have power over choices and things like that for sure. That's good advice. Though. I love that quote from Zig Ziglar. Yes. What was the, was I reading on your website that there was a there was a quote that really kind of transformed your life that somebody told you about the 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 books and the people is that yes. right? That's right. Yes. Talk, that talk is a little still, bit about that. Yeah, that is still guiding me. And the quote is uh, by Charlie Tremendous Jones. So he said, uh, "You are the same person five years from now, except two things: uh, the books you read." and the people you met. So that so really, good. yeah, that really transformed my life because um, when I was in college, I started to read uh, two books. One is uh, The Seven Habits for Highly Effective People. And it really opened up my perspective. And uh, the other one was uh, also an, a classic. It's uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Yeah. So those two books really changed the way I interact with people changed my perspective. Um, so that's uh, the books I read. And then the other one is uh, the people I met. So for example, the reason, one of the reasons that I got on this journey of being an entrepreneur was because that I met a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And by talking with them, I realized, wow, if they can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> and it opened up possibilities for me. I saw possibilities. I saw things that I've never seen. So it's really uh, the people I met uh, gave me a lot of uh, inspiration. Mm. So I always encourage other people. So they always ask me, they say, oh, how do I become, uh, run my own business, become an entrepreneur? I say, go out there and meet people. Meet people, you get inspiration, you get possibility, and you even get what people are looking for. So one of the things uh, when I started in my early career, and they are people, they were saying that, oh, you have a deep voice saying to me, and uh, how do I develop that? So then mm. I realized, oh, looks like that the thing that I'm doing, people are looking for. Mm. So I really encourage people. Now, now it's probably a little bit challenging <laughs> since we're all staying home, but you can go online to attend all kinds of association online meetings. Uh, don't stop meeting people, even if you are an introvert. I am an introvert, but I'm a happy and outgoing introvert. <laughs> so one of the things that made me a very good networker was how to win friends and influence people. Because mm -hmm. in that book, it says that 
if you show genuine interest in other people, that's where you become good at networking. So that's all I did in uh, my networking. I always ask questions. I was, I was really curious about what, what people are doing. So when I just keep on asking questions, the, uh, the uh, conversation just kept going. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's such a, yeah, that's so good. People love to talk about themselves and uh, if you do yes. a good job, uh, yeah. yeah, that's so good. Thank you for sharing that. I know that was a formative part of you from what I read on your site. And I, I just, yeah. that, that was really important to me because it just reminded me once again of the things that are influencing me and the things that I can influence myself. Uh, even in a, a lockdown, even in a stay-at-home order, those are a couple of things that I can influence. Yes, yeah. Well, that's so good. It has been a delight talking to you today, Cynthia. Um, if people want to connect with you after this podcast, how can they reach you? Sure. So there are two places they can go. Uh, one is that uh, they can download a three-part free video series that I made. In that video series, I also break down the steps to help them develop their powerful voice. And that site is um, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash voice crash course. So that's one place. And the other one is they can go to my YouTube channel. Uh, I have right now, I think it's 36K subscribers. And uh, so I constantly update uh, the video lessons. And uh, they can just go to YouTube and uh, search Cynthia Voice Coach. From there, it will also lead them to my website. They can see my website there. So to make it simple for people, just two sites. <laughs> well, we'll make sure to put the links too in the show notes of this as well. Thank um, you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. This has been wonderful. I've learned a lot about uh, the voice and I'm going <sighs> to... I'm going to do that to begin to <laughs> relax a little bit more and get ready for tough meetings and stuff. Yes. Yeah. But uh, grateful for the opportunity to talk to you and uh, best of luck to you and uh, safety to you during this time. Yes, you too. Stay safe. I will. We will talk to you soon and stay healthy leaders and uh, we will talk to you really soon. Bye-bye.